My name is Sarah Inglis, and I'm a certified integrative health coach. I help people thrive in their bodies and reclaim the help they've always wanted. Each week, I interview people who have a passion for health. You'll hear from health experts, farmers, herbalists, doctors, chefs, and many more. My hope is that they'll inspire us all to tune into our gut and notice how lifestyle and food impact us. Hi, everyone. This is Sarah, and today's episode is going to be different than our previous episodes because I'd really like to share my story or part of my story, I guess I should say, with you. So I want to start by asking you, have have you ever felt like a complete failure as a parent? Or have you ever experienced overwhelm when you're trying to keep yourself healthy? And or have you been disappointed by products or advice that don't fit your unique body? I mean, I can definitely say that I can answer yes to all of those questions. And I hope by the time I've finished sharing my story with you that you'll know that you're not alone. And I definitely have been in your shoes doing the same thing and expecting different results. So I guess I want to talk about how with training and support, I've been able to transform my pain that sometimes has been very long-lasting and discomfort into truly transformational results in, in literally all areas of my life, including my health, my relationships, and and really finding my purpose, which is what I do now. So when I was going through a contentious and traumatic divorce, and I have to be honest with you, this isn't a story I've shared before in public, but I felt like a failure, a real failure as a parent, while simultaneously trying to keep my children safe. And during those years, I found cooking to be a wonderfully satisfying and calming daily task. I really loved it because it allowed me to be creative and nurturing to my family. And it was a predictable time in the day, too, that I I was able to do it. And for the most part, I cooked very healthy meals and fortunately had easy access to a variety of of fresh vegetables and fruits and herbs. I was very lucky in that respect. I actually weighed the heaviest in my lifetime outside of being pregnant. I I was actually, now that I think about it, as heavy as I was with my last child who weighed the most of all four of them, even though I prepared and ate healthy food most of the time. So it's, it's only looking back that I realize it's remarkable actually, that I didn't gain more than 20 or 25 pounds. And I realize it's, it's because I was eating a pretty healthy diet. But when I made changes in my lifestyle, I ended up losing the weight effortlessly without even going on a diet. And I had a big aha moment when I realized that even when you eat or experienced firsthand, that even when you eat healthy foods, you can still gain weight or not lose it when you're living in a state of chronic stress, which I definitely was under a lot of stress for 
years. I'm the mother of four wonderful children. And when one of my daughters was in college, she developed a, a really serious MRSA infection, which hospitalized her and required massive doses of antibiotics. And it's great because it, those antibiotics got rid of the infection. But as we all know now, the antibiotics also kill not just the bad bacteria, but the good bacteria. And <clears throat> left her with a seriously compromised digestive system. So she developed IBS, which is an alarming statistic, actually, how many people experience that, but irritable bowel syndrome, which was physically painful because of the stomach pain she experienced after eating. And it was also really emotionally painful and created a lot of anxiety for her eating in public because of the fear she'd have of having to suddenly have to go to the bathroom every time she put a morsel of food in her mouth. So it was very disruptive, very disruptive to her life. Eventually, it improved um, with changes to her diet and lifestyle, and she developed a lot of self-awareness about her particular body. But in the process as her mother, I saw how how this healing process for her of getting to the root cause of her discomfort was such an individual journey that required a tremendous amount of patience. It's amazing that she stuck with it, actually. Curiosity, knowledge, perseverance, and support when she was willing to accept it. You know, she was quite young then. It was a really slow process with many setbacks along the way. But it's really these painful experiences that inspired me and what I learned from them. You know, they weren't all pain. I just grew a lot from them. And these are the experiences that inspired me to become an integrated nutrition coach, not only to help my children, but to help myself and others. And today I actually am the best version of myself because I've created help that gives me the energy and the focus like I've never had before in my entire life to continue to grow and to provide for my clients with a, a pathway to vibrant health. So I guess that, that's why I am so passionate about the work that I do and having the privilege to guide others on a healthy path. Do you feel overwhelmed with the thought of transforming your health? If the idea of creating a balanced diet, managing stress, and forming new sleep patterns stresses you out, don't worry, I am here to help. As an experienced integrative health coach, I can help you develop signature health strategies that work for your lifestyles and goals. After working with me, my clients have lost weight, improved their sleep, and reversed lifestyle diseases. I'm offering three free strategy sessions before the end of the month. Click the link in the description of this podcast to book yours today. 
I decided to go to IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and become a health coach because I'd actually been looking for years for a path to practice a holistic, natural remedies to creating health. And I considered becoming a naturopathic doctor, studying homeopathy. But at the time, I was uh, putting my, my children through college, and I thought, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> so I kept on searching, and literally, I kid you not, that I'm searching, searching, searching for years. And I arrived home from a trip, and there in my mailbox is this amazing brochure from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which I'd never heard of before. I open it up and it has ev everything that I am looking for. And it allowed me to do the program while I was working full time. And it was and had a fabulous um, list of faculty from across the country. The training at IIN was really amazing because, first of all, I love learning. I like being a student. So I love being taught by teachers such as, at the time, Professor Willett from Harvard School of Public Health. And he just had such a wealth of knowledge and had been involved in so much research and was way ahead of his time, knowing how the importance of a plant-based diet before it's now. Now it's public knowledge, which is wonderful, but back then it wasn't. So you got the expertise and the research, but I also learned tools that had been tested over the years by the founder, actually, Joshua Rosenthal, best practices for how to help others become successful in their health journey. And that's one thing that also attracted uh, me to the program because the founder, Joshua Re Rosenthal, is also has a master's in education. So not only did he know a lot about nutrition and had traveled the world to also combine Eastern and Western practices, which was very appealing to me, but also at the viewpoint of an educator of, okay, how do you impart this information? And to make it accessible to somebody who isn't the head of Harvard <laughs> Graduate School of Public Health. Um, so that that was really amazing. Uh, so I really did end up with a toolbox that allowed me to make it into my own program, but use the wisdom that IIN had gathered over the years with its students and and their outcomes to make it successful. Clients, 99% of the time, come to me because they want help with their nutrition, uh, whatever the reason may be, whether they want to lose weight, they become diabetic, they're recovered from cancer, their cancer's in remission. They, they want to create better health for themselves and sustainable health. However, what I've learned is that in the process of this journey, which combines nutrition and lifestyle, because we now know they're intimately related, integrated to each other, and we have a lot of research now, even though in our guts we always knew that, <laughs> but now we have a lot of scientific information that proves that, 
that really the biggest transformation that I've had, that I've seen clients go through is that it transforms their relationship, not only to food, but to the people, to the important people in their lives for the better, whether that means creating a more meaningful relationship with their spouse or their children or actually with themselves. It's allowed them to move forward and make some really life-changing and difficult, I might add, decisions uh, with their lives. You know, changing professions, deciding this relationship isn't one they want to be in anymore. But with self-confidence and even though it's difficult, but with a sense of, oh, this is allowing me to grow and be the best version of myself. I, you know, I've noticed that the, it's wonderful that the younger generation, you know, people who are my children's ages, who are in their 20s and 30s, oh, just have so much more knowledge than I did at their age about what healthy living means, what healthy eating means. And so one of the silver linings of my journey becoming a health coach is how close it's brought me to my children because they're so interested in uh, the new research that comes out about health. They're so interested in food in general because I think there are just so many more great restaurants, uh, certainly compared to when I was that age of uh, different cuisines. So they just have a real interest in food in general and health. But I do find that people of my generation, older people, when they hear that I'm a health coach, they, they think I'm looking at them with judgment, like, oh, I shouldn't be putting this in my mouth. I'm going, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I'm not judging. <laughs> and who's to know what's good for you to be putting in your mouth versus me? I mean, maybe you need a quick boost of energy and go for that dark chocolate. <laughs> That's fine. And we're not perfect. And we it's all about balance at the end of the day. I think that the, I found that younger people seem to have a better grip on that than older people. I think that they're not as, don't have such a rigid view of what's good and what's bad. I'm not sure that they have a view that, oh, my, I really am totally unique, but they seem to I think because they embrace many young people, embrace so many different cuisines, maybe too, that's opened up their minds to, oh, one size doesn't fit all for sure, and made them more aware of that. Whereas I think a lot of older people, maybe they really haven't deviated very far from the cuisine that they were brought up on, whether that's TV dinners or meat, potatoes, and peas. I'm always uh, delighted when a client comes to me with a really open mind and they want to grow because that's really important when you're learning how to eat intuitively and what's going to feed your body and literally your soul because we're all unique. You know, we're unique on the outside and on the inside, as we now know. Your gut is unique as your fingerprint. So I can't tell you, oh, 
this is what's going to be the best for you. Yes, generally speaking, we can say we know that we all need to eat more fruits and vegetables, right? That's pretty common knowledge. But which fruits and vegetables and how you eat them is up to you to figure out. And with guidance, if you're working with a coach, but it's being open to change. You're not even going to try something new unless you have a growth mindset and are willing to take a little bit of a risk. Because for some people, it really is a a big risk to try something new for whatever reasons, because maybe of discomfort that they've been experiencing. So they have some fear or they just, you know, it's comfortable. You know, it's comfortable eating the same thing for some people day after day and not having to make many decisions. But I think the the best way for somebody to, to learn what their body needs um, or to become an intuitive eater requires that you pause. You pause before you eat and you pause after. And sometimes, well, I would say... That's hard to do. That's challenging for, I think, most of us, 99% of us, to do in our current society where we have so many distractions. It's not even the pace of life, I don't think, necessarily, because maybe in some ways you could argue that slow down if you don't have to commute to work every day. But the distractions are huge. And a lot of them are great distractions, right? They're <laughs> very informative, but of, of just focusing on eating and nothing else. Because it's only then that you're going to be able to tune into what you're feeling in your body. Are you even feeling your body? For some people, you know, it's, it's a practice. But that is what yields whoa, really powerful and empowering information that guides you in the next steps that you can take to improve your health without any question at all. And that's, that's information that no, not only guides you, but if you have a medical condition that will help guide your doctors as well, uh, what's working for you and what's not working for you, you can help guide them as well. You are in charge. Nobody else knows what's going on in your body except for you. And learning how to articulate that, too, is important. Do you find this information helpful? Is there a certain topic you'd like us to cover? Leave us a comment and review about what you'd like to hear. This sounds like a cliche, but... It's absolutely, I think it's absolutely essential that whatever changes you make to your diet, your lifestyle, that you love them. I mean, not only just like them or, or certainly not just doing them to be healthy, but that you actually love them. When I look back and I think about, uh, okay, I gained all this weight when I was under extreme stress. And then it seemed, it literally, I kid you not, it seemed like one day I woke up, I'm didn't weigh myself on a scale regularly at all. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have a scale here. I think I'll weigh myself. I could tell that I'd lost a lot of weight because of my clothes. But um, I weighed myself and went, oh my gosh, how did that happen? 
the reason I'm bringing that up is because the practices that I acquired, I loved doing them. They were, it wasn't a chore. I was hiking every day or walking every day, several times a day. I was moving, jumping around. I was, I was just doing movement that I loved and that brought me great joy. And I continued to cook healthy meals. And I really was, I was experimenting too with a lot of new recipes. So I'd look back and pe- my friends would say, my God, are you, what happened, Sarah? And I said, what do you mean? I, I really, it was effortless. So in my youth, I, I'm trying to remember if it was maybe after I'd had child number two, <laughs> maybe three. <laughs> um, I think that was a time when this South Beach diet came into being. And um, I bought that book and I thought, okay, I'm going to follow this to get rid of some of my extra baby weight. And I have to be honest, I did follow it and I'd lost a few pounds, but did I stick to it? No. Why? Because it was so boring. It was just so boring. <laughs> it's like, I remember it's like, oh, for breakfast, you can have a piece of Canadian ham. You know, it's very specific about exactly, exactly what you had to have. It didn't allow for any creativity or didn't seem to have any appreciation either for interesting flavors either. (laughs) But that's the one diet that I really remember trying and thinking, wow, this is not um, something that I would choose to follow for the rest of my life. I mean, it it was just a, a means to an end to lose five pounds or something, but it didn't mean I was going to keep that, those five pounds off. That's for sure. Didn't get into lifestyle at all either. It was just the diet. Oh, by the way, with processed foods. Yeah. I've had the opportunity to live in, in a cup on a couple of different continents where processed food wasn't even really an option. Actually, now that I think about it, and it was a long time ago, but I lived in Japan. And I, as I also lived in Colombia, in South America. And I remember one of the first things that struck me was going to, well, they weren't really supermarkets, but going to the market. And, you know, there wasn't, there were no processed foods. Everything was whole foods, which we didn't even have that term back then. Uh, this was in the 70s, a long time ago. <laughs> So, and so I really, I remember once being struck by, in Colombia, going on a trip with this family that I was very good friends with, and the snack in the car, we were going to the hot country, which was, I don't know, an hour and a half or so drive from Bogota, and uh, the snack in the car were roasted potatoes with just the most beautiful thin layer of salt, you know, it just was white on them. And they were small potatoes. You know, potatoes originally come from South America and they have more <laughs> uh, varieties of potatoes there, I believe, than any other place. But they were so delicious and they were so flavorful. So, and the same thing with living in Japan. I, one thing that I really learned to love there was fermented food because with every meal, I was given some kind of fermented vegetable. And it may be a very small portion, but it fermented vegetable. 
And I just learned to really enjoy those flavors and noticed how flavorful fresh food was. Also from gardens that back in the States when I had a garden. So for me, transitioning from processed foods to whole foods, I already had an awareness of what that would taste like. And I also want to say that for me, I'm, I'm fortunate because I do like to cook. I do like, I enjoy looking at the, I actually enjoy get true joy just from looking at the colors, the textures, the aromas that interests me. So that made it also very easy for me to ditch the processed foods, except for when I get an occasional craving, maybe for, you know, a little sweet or salty. So I, I always ask my guests at the end of a episode that if you could go back 20 years, what health advice would you give yourself? So going back 20 years, I can truly say the advice I would give to myself is to slow down. I'm always active. And I actually had one of my daughters say to me once, mom, don't you ever sit down? I, I mean, I do sit down. I like to play the piano. <laughs> I do chill out once in a while in front of the TV. But, but I am a very comfortable zone for me is to be active. But as I think I, I mentioned before that it's important to pause to help your body integrate, digest the food, for example. It's important to pause, to zone in, to, to listen to your body. Am I stressed out right now? I mean, some of us, I can truthfully say, I, I didn't realize how stressed I was a lot of the time. I really didn't. It was just a normal state. And unless you pause, it's just like if you're in a yoga class and they say, okay, take a breath. Notice what your body feels like right now. And sure, I would do that during a yoga class, but I didn't do it outside of the structure of the yoga class. So soak in <laughs> whatever it is that you're feeling and feel it. For over 25 years, I was a teacher, and one of my greatest joys in life is seeing people light up when they have an aha moment. It is pure magic. I've now combined teaching with my knowledge of health into live workshops. I teach throughout the country about gut health and how to transform your health. If you'd like to know when I'll be in your city, subscribe to my newsletter in the description of this podcast.